What's better than a college science textbook? It's Science Wednesday on the Weather Jazz Podcast. Welcome to Weather Jazz, a world audience podcast about anything and everything weather, science, earth science, and all of the ologies that you can think of. And even periodically, I go off topic and hopefully make those interesting as well. Most of that happens on Open Line Friday. Well, I am your host and the creator of the Weather Jazz podcast, Andre Bernier. I'm the senior meteorologist on staff with WJW Television in Cleveland, Ohio. This is episode number 195 for Wednesday, May 26, 2021. And as of today, it has been 192 days since we have seen officially a National Weather Service Cleveland Hopkins Airport issuance of a severe thunderstorm warning or any summer type warning. The last one was back in mid-November and so we've had a very very long stretch of very quiet weather. Well today parts of the area have been put under a slight risk of severe weather today. Now granted that's mostly to the east of Interstate 77 and I suspect that uh, the vast majority of any severe weather today will be issued in New York State and Pennsylvania, maybe a part of northern West Virginia. But uh, suffice to say, this is our best opportunity of seeing a severe weather warning issued since last year. This is as late as we have ever seen in the greater Cleveland National Weather Service area. The last time, again, was 192 days ago. We've never waited this late, and uh, the records go all the way back to 1986, and that's two years before I arrived in the Cleveland market, and I've been here now for well over three decades. So it's about 35 years' worth of data, and it goes all the way back to 1986. The latest we had to wait for a severe thunderstorm warning up until this year was on April the 20th, and that happened in 2000 and again in 2005. The earliest warning that ever came in any year was on January the 2nd. It goes to show you that we can get severe weather virtually in any month. Now, obviously, it's a lot lower risk in the winter months than it would be in May, June, July, August, even April for that matter. But we are still waiting for the first one. First one may come today. If it doesn't come today, wow, we are talking about potentially not seeing a severe thunderstorm warning issued in the Cleveland market until the month of June because it's going to be very quiet once this cold front passes by. Really, really interesting stuff. This has been a very interesting year. They're all interesting in some way, shape, or form, but at least in terms of how quiet our severe weather season has been, uh, this certainly uh, tops it. This takes the cake without a doubt. Well, coming up in just a little bit, the topic today is 
probability of precipitation. You see them on the bottom of every day in the forecast panel of Fox 8. We have an eight-day. And typically, we don't issue anything unless it's uh, 20% or greater. Every once in a blue moon, we'll perhaps show you a 10%, but those are very, very specific scenarios. And we'll talk more about that in just a second. But there is an official definition from the National Weather Service that uh, isn't necessarily what we use on Fox 8. And so we're going to get into all of that, including reading the question from a Weather Jazz listener uh, that prompted this particular episode. So we'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll dive in with meteorologist Scott Sable on probability of precipitation. And we're back. And today we're going to dive into a listener question about probability of precipitation, its meaning, and how to interpret that kind of thing. So I invited Scott Sable to join me this morning, and he and I had one of those wonderful weather nerd-type conversations about probability, and we get into all kinds of fun things like statistics, etc. So without further delay, here's the conversation from this morning. Hey, Scott, welcome to Weather Jazz. Always fun having you. Thanks for having me again. Yeah, it's been a couple of weeks. Uh, I think the last time we talked about the summer outlook, if I remember correctly. That's right. Yeah, we're still waiting for that uh, first severe thunderstorm warning. We'll see if it comes to fruition today. Uh, and if it doesn't, looks like uh, we may go into June before we see any action. Isn't that, that something else? That's crazy. It's In fact, uh, just earlier today, I looked up the last severe thunderstorm warning that was issued which was back in late november of last year and the county was actually ashtabula county and it was a line that came through i posted the actual radar snapshot of that mm. severe thunderstorm and i posted it on twitter and stuff but um yeah it was um uh, it, it was a quick one it moved in through, through the area but that was a long time ago yeah, that was uh, November 15th. It was a Sunday. Right. Uh, and that was the last one. And it's been 192 days and counting. And, uh, well, if, if we don't see one today, we may go 200 or so plus. Boy, that would be a, a really interesting record. It would be very interesting. Yeah, I mean, to go this, you know, everyone, uh, everyone's going to start talking about, all right, well, we're due for something. And uh, we'll see a lot of cloud cover today. That might, um, that might limit the severe weather threat. We'll see what happens. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, let me pull you into a conversation. And this is thanks to a question that I received via weatherjazz at yahoo.com, which is one of the ways that I field questions. And we get this question in early May from Mark McNellis. And I will essentially just read his email, and then we'll talk a little bit about probability of precipitation. And that is the topic today. And Mark says, I enjoy weather jazz, and I have a weather forecast question for you. This question has puzzled me for many years. When the weather forecast calls for rain, when or what is the statistical metric for estimating the chance for rain? For example, 
The forecast states that there is a 50% chance of rain for Cleveland and vicinity. Does this mean that for the next 24 hours, during any time during the day, that there's a 50% chance of rain? Or does it mean during the next day, any geographical area of Cleveland has a 50% chance of rain? Looking forward to hearing from you. Thank you in advance, Mark McNellis. And so um, this is a real interesting question because I have actually fielded that a number of times in my career, more than just a handful. People are interested because part of our forecast is the probability of precipitation that you see at the bottom of every icon. And typically, we don't show anything unless there's at least a 20% risk. Very seldom, very seldom will we see 10%. We saw it just recently, and uh, that's a very specific uh, uh, circumstance, but that's for another time. Let's talk about this, because the official definition, as I remember, which has been taken down in the glossary of meteorology, by the way, and I think a new one is being developed, uh, but this is the the very strange, con- well, in my humble opinion anyway, somewhat convoluted meaning of the probability of precip, which, by the way, we do not use at Fox 8. So this is the official definition that was once in place. And here it is. For a given very specific location in the forecast area, and given the same synoptic weather situation 10 times, if a probability of precipitation is 50%, that says that five times out of 10, a particular point in the forecast area will receive measurable precipitation at some point in the forecast period. (laughs) Now, did you follow that? Man, you know, when, when I hear that and when I read it, I'm thinking to myself, whoa, I, I got to write it out. I got to write out an mm-hmm. equation. It reminds me of an old, you know, a, a high-level math class from high school or from college, right. you know, right. w- which is great for research and, you know, great for, you know, kind of a behind-the-scenes look. But as mm-hmm. you know, you know, the National Weather Service, um, you know, they took that down recently. And, you know, and, and us, you know, we deal with dealing dealing with the public, people who don't necessarily have background in weather, and they want to have something that they can mm-hmm. conceptualize and they can apply to their daily life. And that is certainly not something they can apply, um, you know, on a, on a regular basis. You know, Andrea, you mentioned that, you know, we don't use that technical definition here at Fox 8. And I think a lot of other meteorologists on the air over time have realized that that's not the way to go. You know, right. you know, it, you know, forecasts and, you know, we always talk about this and this will be a topic for another time, but, you know, psychology and public perception plays a huge role in weather forecasts mm-hmm. because weather affects everybody. I don't care who you are, you know, where you come from, weather affects everybody and how people perceive that, you know, that definition. So when we use percentages here at Fox 8, we do kind of a hybrid. You know, we mm-hmm. do, we look at the the entire situation, all right? It could be a cold front coming through. We have a line of thunderstorms. We we might look at a, an area where, um, you know, we're looking at a 12-hour general rain event. Maybe there's something popping up here and there. We use a hybrid. So we look at, okay, given the situation, what percentage... Um, 
uh, on, a, on a scale of zero to 100, or in this case, 20% to 100%, what's, what best conveys um, the precipitation in the eyes of the public? So, you mm-hmm. know, a percentage doesn't give you context. So we add a percentage, but we also look at how much of the area that we cover will be impacted by rainfall, precipitation, snowfall. And that's not included in the weather service uh, in the weather service right. definition. So, you know, our, our area here, we go from almost, you know, from Toledo to the Pennsylvania line, all the way down to New Philadelphia and all the way into, uh, you know, West Central Ohio. We cover more, more than 25 counties. So, you know, let's say a, a day like uh, Friday where most of the area is going to get rain, 70 to 80 percent chance of rain. You're thinking, OK, everybody's going to get rain. But does that mean Ashtabula County? Does that mean Canton? What time mm-hmm. of day is that? Does that mean, you know, what is right. the intensity of the rain? What's the duration of the rain? Will we have thunderstorms? Will we have lightning? You know, percentages don't take into account all of these um, uh, other elements. You know, context is king when it comes to stuff like this. And, you know, at least our definition, we try to give context, not only a number, but try to give you context on what specifically about that precipitation it is what, what part of that's important to the general public and we weight the the counties i mean you have to because virtually 75 well, percent of the population lives up and down the i-77 corridor right. cleveland akron canton uh, and then you have some of the suburbs uh, high, highly populated suburbs medina lorraine chardon uh, of course, that plays into the lake effect equation. So there's a lot to consider. And uh, so we take a look at the the population that is affected. And so if we think that uh, there is a 100% chance that southern Tuscarawas County is going to be affected by showers and the the rest of us won't well uh, there's a very small percentage of the population in the forecast zone in southern tuscarawas county so we may just do a verbal mention and not show any probability of precipitation that day so in comes the the public perception. How will the public perceive that number? Right. Uh, and what are you trying to convey? What story are we trying to tell? Right. And, uh, yeah, that's one of the things that really Dick Goddard started, and we're continuing today, and I'm constantly reminding our team. At the end of the day, when you look at the eight-day, which is really – the 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 big uh, forecast element of our uh, of our weather presentation. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, when you look at the eight day, can you get the weather story quickly? Can you get the whole feel very quickly? If it's cluttered with too many numbers and cluttered with way too many icons and cluttered with way too much text, what are you telling the public? Nothing. Right. So you have to look at it and remember the public perception and make sure that that eight-day tells a story. No question. So, yeah, that, that's, just, that's the bottom line. Does it tell a story? Exactly. You know, it's funny because today we have a cold front coming through. Uh, the front's coming through. So immediately as I'm putting together my forecast, I'm thinking about that story I'm going to tell. 
you know, context, you know, how much of the area is going to see rain of the 25 mm-hmm. counties, what type of rain, what type of thunder, what's the time frame on the rain and rain and thunder? Um, will we get a break? Um, will we see redevelopment? I'm, I'm, I'm piecing together all of these story elements in my head and I'm thinking to myself, okay, if a person has their cell phone, you know, nowadays, when they look at that eight day, what, what type of information are they going to get? So for instance, today, on the A day, I believe I had 60 to 70%. And I, th- I thought to myself, okay, that, that 60 to 70% conveys a story that for me, and if I'm just the general public, that conveys that, man, a lot of us are going to get rain out of this today. You know, mm-hmm. the eight day, unfortunately, doesn't necessarily give context on timing. And that's where, you know, right. for me, when right. I give that, I'm like, okay, the window here is between noon and 3 p.m. of, mm-hmm. you know, 80% of the area seeing rain, the areas that will see the highest, uh, the highest amounts of rain and the potential for more stronger storms will be south of Akron, I-77 east, south of I-76. And by 4 p.m., that main line will be gone. And then we get a break between 4 and 7 p.m. where most of the area will be dry. And then we get a secondary line coming in between 7 and 9 p.m. where the chances that we're going to see that secondary line are very high but maybe only 30% of us will end up with some showers mm-hmm. along the front. So there's your context on the story. And I'm storyboarding exactly what I just said there, you know, in my mind. And that's probably what I said a bunch of times here this morning. And, and um, so, you know, that's, that's what I one number percentage doesn't necessarily tell you, like you said. Uh, the public perception end of things going into the weekend is really, really important. And I say that because just a couple of weeks ago, I still remember that we had a forecast element on a Saturday, a probability of precip 30%, and then on Sunday, a probability precip uh, percentage at 20, uh, meaning uh, at the end of Saturday, and the beginning of Sunday morning, scattered showers, but that didn't tell the whole story. Right. And especially for the weekend, uh, for people out and about on a Saturday night or going out, that what they missed and what we showed, of course, we did it showing graphs, uh, which are very, very helpful in this case, showing a huge peak up. 80, 90 percent, almost 100 percent probability of precip Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Now, we don't do probabilities of precip at night. Most of us are sleeping. But on the weekend, when you have a large percentage of the audience who might have Saturday plans, you might miss that. And so, uh, again, the public perception comes in. How are we going to tell that story? We tell that story by pulling in a graph that shows hour by hour and the huge peak up at night saying, all right, if you're heading out Saturday night, here's the part of the story that the eight day is not telling you. It's going to rain and you better grab your your rain gear if you're going to go out uh, to dinner or dancing or wherever it is that you're heading out on a Saturday night. So again, public perception, you have to make the adjustment yep. and make sure that you're telling the story in a way that conveys a message. You know, it's funny you mentioned not only telling a story, but but public perception. The other element, too, and I think Dick Goddard mentioned this a bunch of times, and I'm sure you heard it, too, long before I was in television from him, was that your words 
directly impact the local economy when mm-hmm. it comes to weather you know and mm-hmm. he made it clear that you never tell anybody don't go outside you never tell anybody don't travel unless mm-hmm. it's some some situation that is you know blizzard of the century you know blizzard right. of 1978 which which happens once in a lifetime but you never tell because he said that will impact the economy people take your words literally and the last mm-hmm. thing you want to do is have somebody shut down i mean how, how often does it happen in the middle of the, of the winter uh where where someone will say hey you know what don't say this because man i plow snow and now you know it impacts my business and you mm-hmm. know you don't want that to happen uh, same with rain same with thunder lightning kind of thing so you know your words and the story that you tell you know that it impacts people more than necessarily the science of weather i always say that the you know the psychology is so much more uh, impactful um you know than, mm-hmm. than than the atmosphere itself but yeah you mentioned the percentages in the evening weekends big time you know i have a special graph sure. I use yeah. on friday mm-hmm. uh for saturday sunday showing a breakdown between morning afternoon and evening okay this is the percentages and okay this is the locations that are going to get hit pretty hard or what have you uh, because it gives you context and this is one of my and i'm, I'm kind of going off on a tangent here but you know you talk about weather apps people look at a weather app and they see an eight mm-hmm. day and they see a symbol mm-hmm. in number and that's it it's like whoa wait that doesn't give you context right you you need context to give you those specifics and um and that's what we aim to do you know and i think we're getting better and better at it we learn from our mistakes every time that's why we are there and uh, that's why television meteorologists i think will always have a place in media whatever form media looks like 20 30 40 50 years from now and uh, i'm not going to let you off the hook scott uh, because you mentioned dick goddard and uh, our beloved uh, chief meteorologist for a very long time i'm going to ask you to uh, imitate dick doing uh, or telling us about that context can you go for it oh absolutely uh well andre uh you um the the winds aloft will mm-hmm. eventually tell us that uh, the uh, the chances of rain will be uh 30 percent today and 50 percent tomorrow by golly <laughs> oh by golly everybody does that impersonation was, yeah. yeah you just you, you just mm-hmm. drop down about a, an octave and a half and um and you and you drop in a by golly at the end and you got it covered I was going to say, you got to drop the by golly in there somewhere because uh, that that would be him. And I'm sure he's smiling uh, right now. Absolutely. Scott, thanks a bunch. I really appreciate the time that you took for uh, Weather Jazz and, and uh, talking about this hybrid model that we use. Again, context is king uh, and uh, making sure that we put a number that tells a story, not just uh, the the very strange uh, way that uh, it has to be calculated using statistics. And you're right. I mean, what audience out there can remember statistics from either high school or college? Right. Which is what this is based on. It's got to be based on something. If anybody is interested in the uh, – Weather service, uh, uh, what am I trying to say? The, the uh, I, I guess it's a release uh, of the precipitation probability. There's a document I'm going to provide a link to, and it will explain kind of, sort of, what the initial um, definition was 
And uh, Scott, I'm going to send you the link too, and you can take a look at it, and you'll see it's it's really based on mathematical statistics, but that's not a, necessarily a great way to do it for the TV audience. So I'll let you determine that, and you'll see what I'm talking about when when I uh, post this. It's really an an interesting. Uh, definition. In fact, the, at the very top of the document, it says the probability of precipitation forecast is one of the most least understood elements of the weather forecast. And I'll have to agree there. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. No question. All right, Scott, enjoy the day. We'll watch for severe weather today, and we'll see what happens. Day 192, does it continue? Does it not? We'll know tomorrow, right? You got it, Andre. We'll talk to you later. And so there you have it. It is an interesting question, and we do get that from time to time. So hopefully this will help some of you that may have had that very same question about probability of precipitation, what exactly it means. And hopefully this episode has put handles on that term, probability of precipitation, how we use it, how we develop it, and how we have you in mind when we actually put those numbers together. And so with that high probability today around midday dropping off this afternoon, we'll see how that pans out. And again, we'll watch for that severe weather potential. It is relatively low. It's there, but it's low. But if we can get through the day today without a severe weather warning, We're going to have to wait for day 200 to pass by, and we may have to wait until June, a record amount of waiting for that first severe weather episode. And that's okay with me. I love quiet days, especially quiet summer days. We need some rain, and we'll take what comes during the day today. But we would love all of the rain this summer to come without any severe weather. Do I hear an amen? Well, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Help me to spread the word about this podcast inside your sphere of influence, especially for those of you that know someone that have always asked the question, what is the probability of precipitation? What is that number? How do you develop it? And how do you use it, more importantly? Special thanks to all of you that have continued to partner to support Weather Jazz, and they are from Tennessee, Andrea Rich, from Florida, Bill Martin, from Ohio, Rose Moore, Christine Barnes, Will and Tonya Krause, and Dale Osborne, and from Vermont, Victoria Singer. And if you have yet to hear your state represented in that list, it's high time that you add your name to this list. It's easy. Just go to weatherjazz.com and you're going to find the links at the bottom of every episode. It is episode 195. Now, do you have a question or a topic suggestion just like Mark McNellis had? And of course, he sent his question via email. I'd love to hear from you. My email address, first of all, is weatherjazz at yahoo.com. But my favorite way to hear from you is using the Weather Jazz Podcast Audience Connect line. That's 234-525-5888. Again, 234-525-5888. 
You'll find the number and all that information at the bottom of every show notes at weatherjazz.com just in case you're doing something and you can't transcribe that at the moment. So don't worry about that. Just go to weatherjazz.com and grab the information when you need it. So if you're listening to Weather Jazz via any one of the podcast apps available, remember to subscribe so that you can automatically download every episode as I make them available. By the way, if you're in the Cleveland, Ohio area or you plan to visit or simply traveling through, you can catch my 5 p.m. and 7 p.m. weekday weather segments on WJW Television Fox 8 or online live at fox8.com and I've made it even easier. Just go to weatherjazz.com and click on the Fox 8 live tab at the very top and click on the player and you can watch at 5 and 7 p.m. Remember that is Eastern Time Zone. We'll see you on Open Lawn Friday right here on Weather Jazz. Weather and science across the globe. Jazz Podcast.